Welcome to the sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you have questions related to what you hear today, or just want to find out more about the ministries of First United Methodist Church, please visit us online at fumcbentonville.org, or check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Rejoice! The Lord is near. Rejoice! The Lord is near. Our scripture this morning, um, our Old Testament comes from Isaiah, chapter 12, verses 2 through 6. Hear now the words of Isaiah. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my might. He has become my salvation. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And you will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known his deeds among the nations. Proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be known in all the earth. Shout aloud and sing for joy, O royal Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. This is the word of God for the people of God. We are in week three, and the pink candle is, is, is lit today, so yay, joy! Today is a celebration. Today is joy in our midst, because the Lord in, is indeed near. As if we can go back throughout our time this year and even before, we know we're still in a pandemic, right? And more than ever, this year, um, in continuation from last year, there's been a great resignation for people leaving their jobs because they found that there's no longer happiness and there's definitely no joy in it. And we all have got down to the core of what is important in our lives. The things that we should have let go a long time ago were yet in our face that we have been facing. We have the liberty and this time of settling down has made us realize what exactly life is all about. And for a lot of us, we realize that happiness is not going to sustain us through life. And that we need something much more than what is external, that is finicky, that's predicated upon behaviors of others, relationships, and people acting right in our lives, family members that are doing this and doing that, and social media, our our climate politically, all these different variants that are in our lives, we realize that we need something more to hold on to. And that during times like this, Oftentimes, we turn to Google. Anybody got a cell phone? Especially when you get sick, you do medical MD, anybody do doctors and all that kind of stuff? Oh, just me? We diagnose ourselves and all that kind of stuff, and I know the doctors in the house are like, oh my God, not you. Please don't come here telling me your diagnosis. And we, we, we search all kind of things on Google and Yahoo and AOL, all the different browsers, searching for different things. And Google, I don't know if you've seen it on social media, but Google made this end-of-year review of the top things that have been searched. What are you searching for? 
In this time in Advent, we're, we are, we're searching and we're waiting, we're expecting. And that video, we didn't have to go really watching it, right? Because it is our reality. But that reminds us that no matter what we are in life and we all are experiencing different things and we are reminded of the, of the world we live in that is chaotic and there's people searching for all types of things. We're reminded today that we all need healing. Healing was the number of thing that was searched for. And we all need healing in, in different ways. And that what reality we see here, even though today is a celebration of joy, we're reminded of the in-between of where we are. We are we're reminded of what the world offers us and where we are and, and, and all the things and all the things we bring today, our anxieties, our, 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 our fears, our the things we need in our lives that we don't have, we're reminded of that reality. And the historical context in which we find ourselves in Isaiah 12 is no different. And even Paul's letter to the Philippians, no different. Yes, the scripture is saying rejoice, but what happened before we even got here to joy? Our context is no different from those that we find in our Bible and our ancestors and such. Right before we get to 12, 1 through 11, we, we, and as, as any Old Testament prophet comes, what is it? There's repent and judgment, right? And so we see all this in, through Isaiah 1 through 11. And 11 is, is, is Isaiah is providing a peaceful kingdom, an image of a peaceful kingdom. After they repented and, and said that there's, there's something new coming, there's, there's a new exodus coming for the people. And the scripture says, a shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of the roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. And we, we oftentimes, we, we read back into that this is Christ. Christ coming as a righteous and, and peaceful and leader and king for the people. We're a time where justice and righteousness will, will, will reign in the land. And as we go more into deeper into chapter 11, it's, it's, it's a vision of returning. The remnants from Israel and Judah or coming out of exile. There's an imagination that is going on here. An imagining of what is to come. A promise is, is imagine, imaginative, but it's imagination based on a promise. So oftentimes we think of imagination as some kind of fairy tale, but we have to have imaginations in, in, in our faith to, to see a reality that is coming near. Rejoice! Because the Lord is near. And so these folks are, are, are in not in the best favorable situation. They are in exile. They are, they are, they are, they are not amongst their... They're, they're under rule of a king. They don't have their, their, their temples. They don't have their own, their own being. And they're longing for the day where they are free. But yet, there is a cry for joy. And we all need joy because, as I said earlier, we reminded of what happiness is. Happiness is fleeting. But in order to survive this world, we have to have our faith rooted in something more than ourselves and more than external things that we cannot control. But what we can't control is our joy. You know why? 
because we have faith. We have faith. And we remember and we remember and remember the times past of what God has done for the people of Israel, what God has been doing over and over throughout history. Salvation is always present. And so Isaiah provides them with the imagination of the promises of a peaceful kingdom come, a vision of a new exodus coming. So in the midst of what we're going through, whatever that may be, there is still joy to be experienced. And so Isaiah comes and he has this moment of, of sharing to the Israelites this, this peaceful kingdom and this, this righteous ruler is coming, this new beginning that is not yet here, but is on the cusp of being manifested. And he has a moment of thanksgiving and praise. He says, surely God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid for the Lord God is my strength and my might. He has become my salvation. And we all need an Isaiah. When we're, when we're down and out, where we lost hope and we are out here trying to figure things out, we need somebody to pick the phone up and says, God surely is my salvation. I will trust. I will not be afraid because salvation is near. And then he turns to the people and says, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation and you will say in that day, in that day, we're all longing for a new exodus. We're all longing for a new beginnings. We're all all waiting for this peace that comes by knowing that God is in our midst. Is anybody waiting and longing? Longing for our Savior to come. Come thou long expected Jesus. Longing for that joy. The joy is here. Can you see it? Can you see the new beginnings? Can you see God coming? Can you see God coming in our midst? Can you see Emmanuel as yet among us? And that is why we, and, and how we're able to have joy because we know that God is near. And so he gives and comes with an imperative. Y'all know what an imperative is? That means you, you've got to do it. And so he comes, and, and they're down, they're out, they're, they're lost hope, I'm sure. And he comes to tell them and says, give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name, make known his deeds among the nations. Proclaim that his name is exalted. And a lot of us right now need to, to, to have the same joy, to be, to be reminded, to go ahead and start praising God now because the promises are on his way. Can you all say that the promises are on his way? The promises are on his way. The Lord is near, and we can have joy. We can have rejoice in our hearts. Nehemiah says, the, the joy is, the strength, is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength, and we need strength. We need to be reminded of the joy that we have, despite what the world gives us. Reminded of a, a hymn, that I, a song that I remember hearing when I was a little girl. The world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. The world did not give us joy, and the world cannot take our joy. Nobody in your lives, no matter what situations that you have in your, in your what's going on, 
No one can take your joy. Because our joy is rooted in the one who makes the promises. The one who is coming and coming and coming. Salvation is not something in the past. It is something that's recurring every single day that we wake up and say, Good morning, Grace. Grace is here, present, waiting for us. Remind us today that, yes, it is celebration that we have to open our mouths and raise our hands and remind us as a collective body that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Come, thou lone expected Jesus. And you know, we have this longing heart. We're waiting and, and singing the song that Charles Wesley wrote several centuries ago. That when the Lord is near and we're expecting the Lord to be among us, the things we're searching for we're, we, is here. When Jesus comes in our midst, we are reminded of the hope of salvation. Healing physically and spiritually, shalom. Reminded of peace and love. Reminded of a kingdom that, that God is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, that God's rule is forever. So although it may not look victorious in our world right now, it looks chaotic and the hope is bleak, and, but we can still have joy because the living water is present among us. Emmanuel, God is with us. And because God desires to, to be with us, God came down in a form of baby Jesus incarnated so that we can have new life abundantly and because we can have life abundantly we can have joy unspeakable joy and so even despite what's going on in your life you people might say how are you still walking around with joy in your heart because i know that christ is in the midst in my life and in your life so this season, is, is, this day is a day of celebration, of pure joy. And we heard Paul and Philippians say, rejoice always, in all circumstances give thanks. Paul was writing from prison. The Philippians were being persecuted, but they still have joy because the work that Christ has begun in us is going to be complete and we can look towards the future because Christ is near. So we're waiting, we're expecting, we're expecting, but while we're doing that, we can already say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, because the one who makes the promises is trustworthy. Christ is on his way. Christ is here. And so for that, we can say amen. Thanks be to God. Thanks for listening to the sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. FUMC Bentonville welcomes all. Because we believe the communion table is God's table, we invite everyone into our church family. We welcome and celebrate every race, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, marital status, age, physical and mental ability, national origin, economic station, and political ideology. 
We come together in action and outreach, aspiring to follow Jesus' example of radical hospitality, love, and grace as a transformative movement in our community. Please join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m., both in person and on Facebook Live. All are welcome, and we'd love to have you with us. Grace and peace.